want to welcome everybody to our podcast from the Preacher Study. My name is Bob Hutto. I'm the preacher here at the Oak Mountain Church of Christ. My partner, colleague is Kevin Clark. Uh, we've been uh, doing this podcast for a while now. I'm not sure what episode we're on, but uh, <laughs> we've been doing it for quite a while. It's gone very well, I right. think. I've enjoyed it and I uh, think we've been able to uh, you know, reach a good many people uh, who listen and, and watch. We get good, favorable comments. Very encouraging. We appreciate that very much. Just to know that we're reaching people with, uh, with the Word. Our intent is to study the Word of God. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. might do that uh, textually, just going through a passage like we're doing now. We're going to study the Sermon mm-hmm. on the Mount. Or we might look at uh, a Bible subject and right. draw from different passages and develop those ideas. But whichever approach we take, we want to study from God's Word. Mm-hmm. The, the power is in the Word. You right. know, the power to change people's lives is in, is in God's Word. And so we want to get that out there to people and... And we hope it will encourage people along the way and build them up and strengthen them. Might help them eliminate some things out of their lives that shouldn't be there. But but build on those things that ought to be there that make them what God would have them to be. And so we're 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 very glad to be able to do it in this format and to reach uh, reach people in this way. And our prayer is that the word will fall on good and honest hearts. And it'll bear fruit. Amen. You know, one of the things that's amazing is the technology that we're using. And, of course, we always want to acknowledge our two deacons, Jason Reed and Mark Townsend, who are so knowledgeable with that technology and help it work for us. But you, know, you think about Paul and his missionary journeys and all the effort that had to be undertaken to get to different places and different countries and take the gospel. And certainly there's always a place for the in-person approach. But here it is. We're getting the gospel out, and we know it's going to Alabama and Tennessee, other parts of the United States. But it's going overseas. And we know that from some of the technical feedback that our deacons have given us. We know there are many people in different countries who are hearing what we're doing right here in Birmingham, Alabama. And it's amazing that the technology can expand the reach of God's Word. So praise God for that capability. That's right. It just shows you there are people all over, uh, rich, poor, Mm -hmm. different race, different culture, different uh, socioeconomic levels, who are interested in the gospel, who find real answers to their life's issues in in the gospel, in in the scriptures. And they're happy to find that, and it pleases them. And so that's great. We're we're really glad to be able, not that we're the only ones doing it, but we're glad to to do our part and reach people with the gospel. Like I said a few minutes ago, we're studying through the Sermon on the Mount. Mm -hmm. We're really just getting started with that. That's right. We're studying this opening passage, the the Beatitudes, and uh, this sort of summarizes the character that a disciple of Jesus should have. So Jesus goes and he's teaching the kingdom of God. You see that at the end mm-hmm. of chapter four. Mm-hmm. And so we can kind of see the, the Sermon on the Mount as a description of what a citizen in that kingdom mm-hmm. should be like. And so in this first section, the Beatitudes, uh, it, it, uh, it describes for us the kind of character that we ought to develop as disciples of Jesus. And so we ought to dis- develop this poverty mm-hmm. in spirit. Mm-hmm. And so people that possess that quality, right. they're, they're citizens in the kingdom. That's right. We talked about mourning, and what does that mean, mm-hmm. to, to mourn? Well, to, to mourn over our spiritual mm-hmm. uh, shortcomings, mm-hmm. our, our sin, the fact that we're uh, not in harmony with God's will. We right. see that. We see how tragic it is for us, but how it grieves God mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. And so that, that, uh, uh, that produces sorrow in us, sorrow in our hearts. We don't stay there right, because right. God has given us uh, the ability to, to to get out of that situation and find joy in the Savior. Right. But before we can do that, we've got to grieve over our sin. So the next one we're going to look at is 
Verse 5 here, mm-hmm. blessed are the gentle. I'm reading from the New American Standard Bible. Right. Other versions say the meek. Blessed right. are the meek, mm-hmm. for they shall inherit the earth. Before we get to that, Kevin, any anything you want to comment on as we uh, just as uh, before we move forward? Something you said a while ago when you talked about these are the attributes that we ought to develop. And I think that's a very good phrase because... Uh, most of these things, or not all of these things, are not things that come naturally to us. Yeah, uh, these right. are things that we have to learn. These are things we have to work on. These are things we have to cultivate. And certainly we've been given the tools through God's Word and prayer and other Christians to do that. But it's not something that comes easier naturally. It, it really is a lifetime worth of work. And you can look at these things almost as an examination, a self-examination. Take a test and see, you know, how am I when it comes to poverty of spirit? How am I in terms of my mourning? How am I in terms of my gentleness or my meekness? And, and be honest with yourself and work on yeah. those things and try to put yourselves in positions that will develop those attributes more and more. Every day wanting to be more and more like Jesus. Because really, these things describe what the Lord, our Savior, was and is. And we right. want to be more like Him. And so the more we're like Him, the more we're going to be like these attributes. Right. And as we said when we began this study, uh, this is not a, a menu that you choose. Okay, I'll be this and I'll be that, but I'm not going to be that. No, right, right. We ought to develop all of That's these right. qualities, That's, and some will come easier than others, no doubt, depending That's on true. our, you know, our 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 own constitution. But right. but we need to develop all of these. That's and so right. let's talk about that mm-hmm. that idea expressed in verse five: "Blessed are the gentle, or blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth." Uh, the the word meek is a little bit difficult to translate. With one English word, some words are that way. They have such a range of meaning that they're difficult to translate with one English word. But it means to be humble or considerate Mm -hmm. or gentle, as New American Standard Bible translates, lowly or something like that. It's used of Jesus Mm -hmm. in Matthew chapter 11. I like this passage because Jesus describes himself. And so this is not an observer describing what he sees in Jesus. Jesus is describing himself. And so, verse 28, Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I'm gentle, I'm Mm -hmm. meek, and humble in heart. You'll find rest for your souls. My yoke is easy, my burden is light. So, notice the combination of those two things. I'm meek and humble. I'm gentle and humble in heart. And so, be like me. Follow me. Take my yoke upon you. And so develop the qualities that you see in me. Develop those in yourself. See it in Matthew chapter 21 as well as Jesus is making his way into the city right at the, you know, the beginning of the, the last week, uh, just before he's uh, crucified. But he comes riding on a donkey, gentle and mounted on a donkey, even on a colt, the foal of a beast of burden. And so it's interesting to me. You know, when God becomes a man, mm-hmm. what what kind of man does he become? What, mm-hmm. what would you expect? Mm-hmm. The God of the universe, the right. king of the universe, right. the ruler of all things, what would you expect him to be when he comes to the earth? Right. Well, we probably wouldn't expect him to be humble, right. gentle, mm-hmm. lowly, meek. Mm-hmm. And yet, that's exactly what he is. Exactly. And so that's... That, it's, it goes contrary to, you know, the world's way of thinking. Mm-hmm. The world wants it to be, you know, strong, assertive, mm-hmm. you know, all of those. But, but Jesus says, be meek, be gentle, be humble. Yeah, I thought about uh, this uh, Philippians chapter 2 describing the mind of Christ. Uh, let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. 
that each of you look now not only for his own interests but also for the interests of others. Let yeah. this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men and being found in appearance as men. He humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. And it is surprising. You would think the Son of God would, would be a very powerful being that everybody would just flock to and it would be obvious. And yet it talks about being humble, being a servant, uh, didn't think uh, being equal to God is something he needs to parade and really uh, rely upon. He was God, uh, but he humbled himself to the point of obedience. Now think about that, God and obedience, and that's exactly what you have in Jesus because he was obedient to the Father's will. Uh, that says a lot about his character and the kind of disposition he had. So the, the common concept of meekness is uh, is distorted. It's not it what is. the the Bible has in mind when it says that we ought to be meek and develop this idea uh, Concept, this character of gentleness. Uh, both Jesus and Moses were meek. We've seen mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the meekness of Jesus, and mm -hmm. we saw his his humility. In Numbers chapter twelve and verse three, there we find that Moses was the meekest man in all the mm -hmm. earth. But he certainly wasn't weak, was no, he? So we shouldn't equate meekness with weakness. Right. But that's sort of the 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 modern view of of a meek man. He, mm -hmm. He's sort of weak. He, he's a little spineless. He's mm -hmm. not strong. He, he doesn't stand. He's, he's easily intimidated and pushed mm -hmm. around. But that's, that's not the case with biblical meekness at all. Now, meekness does suggest the ability to receive and the willingness to receive instruction mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and follow it. And so that's part of meekness. And maybe it's that part of meekness that's distorted mm -hmm. uh, in uh, you know the contemporary view of meekness but uh, but meekness does include the idea of receiving instruction being willing to receive instruction from someone and then putting that into practice and we see that in mm -hmm. both Moses and Jesus right. and so Moses receives instruction from the Lord and he follows it and Jesus receives instruction from his father and he follows that as well. So you just read Philippians chapter 2, mm -hmm. where he became obedient. This is the Father's will that he go to the cross. And so he does. He's willing to receive instruction. And then he he follows that. You, looks like you got something you're thinking well, about. Well, I, I couldn't help but think about Hebrews chapter 5, again, making that point about obedience. It talks about Jesus as though he was a son. So he is the Son of right. God. Though he was a son... And what follows, you wouldn't expect. Yet he learned obedience by the things which he suffered. And so again, this is the Son of God. And despite all of the great accolades and all the glory and praise that should come to him by virtue of being that, it says, yet he learned obedience by the things which he suffered. And of course, it takes a lot of meekness, it takes a lot of humility to obey anyone. And we've got to be like that, willing to subordinate our will to the will of the Father. And of course, Jesus did that multiple times throughout his life, but most uh, demonstrably in the Garden of Eden or Gethsemane, when he said, not my will, but thy right. will be done. So clearly there were aspects of the cross that he did not want to experience. But at the end of the day, he says, it doesn't really matter what I want or don't want. What matters is the will of my Father and me being obedient to that will. And so we see that time and time again. And yet that's the example for us. Are we obedient to the will of the Father? There's some things we may not want to do. There's some things we'd rather avoid. But do we put that aside and say, it really doesn't matter what I think. What does God say? I have enough humility to subordinate my will to his. Right. 
So in John 6, verse 38, Jesus says, I've come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. And so Jesus understood it's my Father's will that I go to the cross. Mm -hmm. And then he's strong enough to do that. Good point. And so, you know, we talk about the distortion of meekness as being weak. No, you're able to receive instruction and then you're strong enough to put that into practice despite whatever opposition you might face. Remember, Peter yeah. tried to stand in his he way, did. and and Christ said, get, "You get behind me, Absolutely. Satan! Look, you're not you're not minding the things yep. of God; you're minding the things of men." Right. And so here's someone who's trying to inhibit him, and uh, Jesus is strong enough to right. say, "No, my Father wants me to do this," and so that's exactly what I'm going to do. And so, blessed are the meek. Mm-hmm. You know, we need to develop that meekness, that willingness to receive God's instruction strong enough then to put that into practice, yeah, whatever like the obstacle like might might be. Right. Let's talk a little bit. We might come back to some of that. Talk a little bit about the second part of the beatitude. They they shall inherit the mm-hmm. earth. Mm-hmm. That's a little puzzling. Uh, it could be a little puzzling, I think. You know, how, how is it that we will inherit the earth? Mm-hmm. Well, if you think about uh, and one way you, you, we can understand this word earth is, is the land. You'll inherit the land. That was perhaps God's greatest blessing to mm-hmm. Israel. You, you, and over and over again, as they're journeying toward the land, God tells them, you know, you're, you're going to inherit the land that I promised your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Mm-hmm. In the 37th Psalm in verse 11, yet a little while and the wicked will be no more, but the humble will inherit the land. Very similar to what Jesus mm-hmm. says here in Matthew 5. So if you think about the land as the, God's greatest blessing, maybe that would be one way to, mm-hmm. to paraphrase the idea. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit God's greatest blessing. Mm-hmm. Something like that. But that's not, you, you might have a little bit different take on that. But uh, uh, if so, go ahead. Well, I, I thought about um, over in Second Peter when there's a reference to the idea of a new heaven, a new earth, uh, beginning right. with 2 Peter 3, but the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise, the elements will melt with fervent heat, both the earth and the works that are in it will be burned up. Therefore, since all these things will be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness, looking for and hastening the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be dissolved, being on fire, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. And of course, in that context, he makes it very clear Clear. He's not talking about the physical earth because that's going to be burned up. But there's a spiritual realm that of heaven that's a new heavens, new earth. It's almost like a, a, a new population of the earth, similar to what happened with Adam and Eve and, and Noah and afterwards. And so perhaps this is a reference to the idea of inheriting uh, heaven. Uh, yeah. as the new earth, Could if be. you will. Uh, but I, I would so disagree with also the bit. idea of the blessing of God. It may yeah. be a generic phrase for that. Right. I thought about 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 21. So then, let no one boast in men, for all things belong to you, whether Paul or Apollos mm-hmm. or Cephas, or the world, or life or death, or things present or things to come. All things belong to you, and you belong to Christ, and Christ belongs to God. Mm-hmm. So if we, if we belong to God, in a right. sense, yeah. all, all things belong to us that's as right. children of God. No, that's a great point. But yeah. whatever the precise meaning, we, we know that that's God's great blessing. That's right. know, blessed yeah. are the meek. For they're going to receive God's greatest blessings. Amen. I like and that. And so uh, yeah. we can get, at least say that much. Amen. So we want just once again kind of touch on a point we made earlier. We're going to try to develop all of these qualities, poverty in mm-hmm. spirit, 
uh, and then uh, blessed are, are the meek and uh, blessed are those who mourn as well. So we want to develop all of those. So like Kevin said, we have to do some honest evaluation of self and see where we're lacking and just make a dedicated effort to develop that. Just focus, pay a little bit more attention to that than we have in the past. And the other thing I think I would add too, that we, you've made this point before, we live in a society that does not necessarily promote these attributes. In fact, the very opposite. And so we need to be aware of that and be careful about the influences of the world, whether we're talking about influences in the media, influence in the books we read, the music we listen to. You know, sometimes we can be a little too cavalier about those things and realize ideas are being pumped into our head that could be contrary to these very attributes. You know, sometimes the obvious stuff we catch, okay, there's some cursing in this, there's profanity in this, I'm not gonna do that. But what about songs that pump ideas into our head that are very contrary to this? Uh, those do have an effect on us. And so we need to be careful about what environment we place ourselves, what influences we have on ourselves. Again, we're trying to cultivate these attributes. Let's put ourselves in positions where we're kind of encouraged to think about these things and be these kinds of ways. Right. Well, our, our time's out. Uh, and we'll continue this in our next session. We'll go on to verse 6. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. They, are, they shall be satisfied. And so we hope you'll join us then. Give a little thought to that. Uh, next beatitude between mm-hmm. now and the, and the time you listen to that. And uh, it may be that uh, that that'll help you as, as you listen. And it may be that you think of some things that, mm-hmm. that we don't, but that just thinking about that stimulates some good thoughts in your mind. We appreciate everybody watching and listening. Tell others about our podcast, if you will. And we, we hope to reach as many as possible, but hope we've done some good today. So Kevin, would you close us with a word sure. of prayer? Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you so very much for this day that you've given to us. Thank you for life, health, and strength and all the many blessings you shower upon us. We're so undeserving of those things. We thank you for uh, just the life that we have coursing through our veins. Thank you for the breath we take. Thank you for waking us up. Thank you for the food we have that sustains our flesh. Thank you for the clothes we have that keep us protected against the elements. We thank you for the jobs we have whereby we provide for ourselves and our families and others in need and certainly give back to your work that's done on this side of the grave. Uh, But most especially, we thank you for uh, the saving uh, grace of your son on the cross and the opportunity we have to be children of yours through his blood that was shed, divine blood shed on that cross. What a sacrifice of love. What a great gift to mankind. And we would encourage all men to take advantage of that. It's freely available, but there are conditions. And we would encourage all to take advantage of those conditions and and the grace that comes from taking advantage of that. We thank you for this uh, podcast, the opportunity we have to touch so many lives with your word. Uh, Thank you for giving us the technology at this point in the development of man to have this opportunity to be able to broadcast things not only here in Alabama and the southeastern United States and the country, but really literally across the world. And we're so very thankful for those, all of those who have chosen to take some time to listen to these things, uh, not because they're in any way devoted to us, but devoted to the word that's being proclaimed. We're just being willing vessels presenting to uh, the audience those things that you would have us present, uh, speak as your very oracles. We thank you for the example of your son in terms of being meek and having uh, the attribute of meekness and humility and gentleness. And, and we understand that the world has distorted that uh, term and turned it into something that is really a, a parody of the truth. And please have not to give uh, any credence to that and understand that there's much strength to be had in humbling yourself to the will of another, i.e. you, 
and submitting ourselves and being obedient and having the strength and the, the wherewithal to see it through, uh, even under difficult circumstances. The greatest example of that being Jesus, knowing all things that would happen to him, he willingly went to that cross, subordinating his will to yours. And that's a great example for us. We're to follow in his footsteps in all things. And please help us do a better job of that. Let us examine ourselves, not only about meekness, but poverty of spirit and mourning and other aspects of the Beatitudes that we're studying. Uh, this really is a litmus test of the kind of people uh, that uh, populate your kingdom. And please help us to make sure that we're developing those characteristics every day, being more and more like your son, and therefore more and more pleasing to you. We thank you for all the many things you've done for us. Thank you for this word that is a lamp unto our feet, that we may know how we have to act or think or dress and, and see the world. We're so very thankful for the revelation that's contained in your word. And please help us show that appreciation by studying it, meditating upon it, sharing it with others, and spending much time with it. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.